we're doing Sefer Shemuel Aleph, Perek Tet Vav, 15th chapter of Shemuel Aleph. What was the topic so far in chapter Tet Vav? He, kill, he didn't kill all of Amalek. Yes, the Torah says that when you're settled in your land and you've established your uh, kingship, you shall destroy Amalek. That's in Sefer Devarim. Not only in the Torah, but Hashem says to So whenever Torah, Shaul consolidates the kingdom and defeats the Pelishtim, and now everybody is established in their land, the mitzvah of destroying Amalek all of a sudden becomes required. So now Shemuel goes to Shaul and he tells him to destroy Amalek. So Shaul goes and they, they succeed in defeating Amalek. How big was their army? 210,000. How many of them were from Yehuda? 10,000. 10, from Israel. Good. Okay. And they destroy Amalek. Now, what did they do? What did they do that, the, that already seems problematic? We read yesterday. They saved the spoils of war. Which spoils? The good cattle. The good cattle. The good cattle they left alive. Why and who else did they keep alive? Agag. Agag. The king of Amalek. Now, why is it a problem? What was the analysis we said yesterday? Why is it a problem to, to not destroy? Why do you have oh, to destroy? The mitzvah is to destroy all of the spoils completely, because, entirely. Because then your intention of destroying Amalek might not be for mitzvah, from the mitzvah. Of and it becomes Amalek. instead for, for taking spoils and making money. Okay? And that's not good. Because especially when there's a mitzvah of destruction, you have to be very careful that the second you deviate from doing it l'shem shamayim, and you do it for your own personal benefit... You're now killing, essentially. You may even be considered murdering for no reason or for an improper reason. So whenever the mitzvah is to kill, you have to be extremely careful that you're doing it because it's the will of God and for no personal gain. Otherwise, you're corrupting a mitzvah, which is very dangerous to your own soul. Killing is not good for your soul unless you do it purely for the sake of God. Okay? So... That's what they did. They, destroy, they, they, kept all, they destroyed all of the bad spoils. They kept the good spoils, which makes it pretty clear that they're doing it for personal gain. Pasuk Yud. Ready? And the word of God was to Shemuel saying, I regret that I have made Shaul king. For he has gone away from following me. And he did not establish or did not keep my word. And it bothered Shemuel. And he cried out to Hashem all night. Why would it bother Shemuel so much? This is, the first this is his king. This is the king that he anointed. So if he anointed a king that came out bad, it, I mean, A, it's, just, it's, not, it's not a happy thing anyway. But B, it doesn't speak well about Shemuel's, uh, um, about his, his nevoah, about his choice. One of the interesting perushim is in the next chapter, we're going to see Shemuel go and try to and, and meet David for the first time. And Shemuel goes to the Yishai, who has uh, seven sons, and he says to the first son, he, the first son's name is Eliab, and he looks very good. He's handsome, he's tall, he looks like the proper king. And Shemuel, and Shemuel says, this should be the king. And then um, Hashem says to him, no, 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 no. You only see what the eye see, but God sees what the heart sees, or what's in the heart, right? So uh, the reason I'm going ahead is because the Chachamim say that this, what God did in making Shemuel make a mistake in thinking that Eliav was the king, was to teach Shemuel some humility with his nevuah. It's a perush and the Chachamim. I don't remember exactly where, but I remember reading it. So to teach Shemuel some humility 
in relation to his nivuah. So, so, um, any, anyways, it's, it's it's a big deal for a navi to get something wrong. It doesn't it doesn't feel good. That's what I'm trying to say. It says in the footnote <clears throat> that um, Shaul. It seems like Shaul already was decreed that he's going to lose his kingship. Why right. is it now Hashem? Why saying, is it now happening it again? Mm-hmm. So it's saying in the footnote that Radak says that no, before it was decreed that. He wouldn't pass it on to his next generation. Uh, now he lost it himself. Ah, uh, very nice, very very nice. When did he lose it the first time? In the battle of Pelishtim, no. No, what? When? When was it? It was. Uh, what did he do the first the time? Fast? Was it the fast? No, it wasn't the fast. It was. Oh, oh, the Korban at the... The Korban, exactly. He did Gilgal. not wait for Shemuel, right? At when Gilgal. he did not wait for Shemuel at Gilgal, before the battle against the Pelishtim. Mm-hmm. When the Pelishtim were encroaching, right? Nachash, no? No, the Pelishtim. Nachash Amunia was, was the good battle. It was the battle that they won. They completely, there was no problem with it whatsoever. The battle against the Pelishtim comes. The Pelishtim are encroaching. Shaul gets nervous. The people are starting to flee from him. They're leaving him. So he brings the Korban up before Shemuel arrives. And Shemuel comes and says, Oh, you've lost the kingship. Now here he says you've lost the kingship. So what does Radak say? That time it was his descendants lost the kingship, and this time he's going to lose the kingship in his own life. Okay, good. And Shemuel wakes up uh, and to see Shaul in the morning. But you got Shemuel, and it's told to Shemuel that Morba Shaul Carmel Shaul went to Carmel and he made himself an altar, a place, a place, uh, a prepared a. a he proves preparing a place to serve God there. And then he went and he came to Gilgal. So now it seems like Shemuel is going to meet Shaul in Gilgal, which is the place their meeting always occurs, seemingly. Okay, So Shemuel comes to Shaul. Shaul, and Shaul says to Shemuel, Blessed are you to Hashem, I have kept the word of God. Now, why is he saying that? You know why he's saying that? Whenever um, I, was, I was making my tux yesterday for the wedding, and then, like, you always find it, anytime you make something custom, there are always going to be, like, 20 issues with it. It's like, it's like a rule of custom made. So, like, any issue we would say, the guy would, like, see it. He would see the issue, and he would say, look at that, it's perfect. Because he didn't want me to complain. Right? Meaning, whenever someone knows that there's an issue, he gets defensive about something, He'll, they tend to do that. They'll, they'll say, oh, th- this part is, and you see how nice that part is? And then you quickly try to move on to the next. Like, Shemuel comes and says, Baruch bless you to Hashem. I've kept the word of God. You see, we, we destroyed Amalek. And like, like there are still like sheep there. And oh. God. You know? So, and God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Shemuel says, what is the sound of this sheep that I hear? I hear the, the sheep in the background. And the voice of the cattle, the sound of the cattle that I still hear. Didn't I tell you that you have to destroy every last thing? You should not have any mercy and do everything destroyed. The people brought them from the Amaleki. The people had mercy on the best of the sheep and the cattle, but they, it was, there was a reason. Because they wanted to bring an offering to Hashem your God. The remnants we destroyed. No, 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 it was the people, it was the people that they felt bad. They, they, they wanted the, the, some of the, sh- the good sheep, and they only wanted it in order to give an offering to Hashem. You know, 
So he's covering it up. Now, what did the Pasuk actually say? He says the Am was, they were Chamal, right? That they, were, they had mercy. But the Pasuk, Vayachmol, Pasuk Tet, Vayachmol, Shaul veha'am alagag ve'al metabatzon. Shaul also had Chamal. Shaul also had uh, mercy. It wasn't just the people. So Shaul is going into defensive posture, right? Mm-hmm. Saying it was the people, they wanted, and they wanted to bring a Korban, but did they actually want to bring Korban? They bring every single piece of cattle. They, they saved all of the good cattle. They wanted to bring all of it as Korban. So now he's going to give a very, very famous, famous response. Shemuel is going to give a famous response. Okay, so we see Shaul is making two, two errors. One is he's, taking, he's not taking responsibility. He's blaming it on the people. And two, he's flat out lying that the only reason that they took these sheep was to bring offerings to God. They definitely were trying to keep some for themselves. Okay? I mean, in the Pasuk before, it says that he went and made an altar to Hashem. Yeah. Uh, uh, does it now, do we assume that they brought every single thing that they, uh-huh. that they saved as Korban? I don't think so. I think the point of the text that, that they, they kept the very good ones and, left the, and destroyed the bad ones was to say that they were taking it for personal gain. They probably brought bad. a few Korbanot to thank, you, to thank God. They didn't bring it only as Korban. I feel like he did this because he told everyone to fast and, and Perky dialed when he told everyone to fast and they were all like very weary and all that stuff. Like, he's like, okay, take spoils of war to like make up for why. No, he, he did didn't, that. he didn't actually tell the people to take spoils of war. It doesn't, it's not explicit that he told people to take spoils of war. We saw at the end of the previous war with the Pelishtim, when the people were extremely hungry, they started slaughtering animals and eating them with their blood because yeah. they were so hungry. And Shaul actually did good in stopping that. And that he brought a stone and he started, he told people to do shechita properly so that they wouldn't eat the blood. Uh, but this is a different story. Everybody's already full here. This is a separate war. Wait, didn't he lead them or something? Nobody is uh, hungry anymore in this war. Mm. Okay, Pazuk Tetzayim. Vayomer Shemuel el Shaul, Heref v'agid al-lachayet asher diber al-hanoya Turn and let me tell you what God said to me last night. Vayomer lo daber. And Shaul says, okay, speak. So Shemuel says, Are you small in your eyes? Are you small in your eyes? You are the leader of the tribes of Israel. You are. And God anointed you as king over Israel. And God sent you on the path. And God sent you on the way and he told you to destroy the sinners that are Amalek and you should do battle with them until you destroy them. And why did you not listen to the voice of God? And you turned towards spoils. And you did what was evil in the eyes of God. So now Shemuel handed it to him. He said, no, no, no. This was what God told you to do. He told you to destroy them completely and you went after the spoils. Why did you do that? I listened to the voice of God. And I did go in the path that God sent me. I brought the king Agag and I destroyed Amalek. So he's, con- he's contradicting himself in his own sentence. Right? The, the mitzvah was to destroy Amalek and to not leave anybody alive. And he says, I kept the word of God. I brought Agag. That was the word of God, to bring Agag. So, the, so it seems like... What is, was the Melech? 
Agag was the king of Amalek. So what does it seem like Shaul's problem is? I'm starting to get the feeling that he's not... He doesn't actually care for God's word. He more cares to have the political support of Shimuel more than anything. He doesn't care to fulfill what God wants him to fulfill. He more cares to, for Shimuel to give him his support. Because every time God tells him to do something, or there is the word of God, he's not exactly like exact with it. You know, he doesn't he doesn't care to actually fulfill it. Here especially, but also whenever Shemuel told him about the korbanot, he's like, okay, I'll do my own. What does it matter? Who? Why does this detail matter? You think God cares about the detail? That's I think what's going on in Shaul's head. Does God really care about these details? I'll do whatever God wants me to do to keep Shemuel happy because I need his political support. That's one issue I see in Shaul. The other issue in Shaul is he's not a leader. Whatever the people want him to do, he, do, he does. He's inse- he seems to be insecure. He is insecure because whenever everyone just like left him during like the battle and he had only like 600... Right, people. right, exactly. That's a, that could cause insecurity when, when all of a sudden, so quickly, the people just leave you during battle and the times of difficulty. And it, all this when the Pelishim are encroaching. Like talked like, to like build him up and all that stuff. All of a sudden, he, everyone flees away from him now. Look, whenever, whenever he, was, uh, he was... The lottery selected Shaul, where was he found? Hiding. He was hiding in the, in the luggage. Right? And, and this whole process of slowly, slowly making him king... And he said, no, I'm not worthy. I'm, uh, we are the smallest tribe of Israel. Who am I? He cares more about being liked. He cares then... more about being liked by the people than by actually leading the people, yeah. one. And two, it doesn't seem like he cares so much for the word of God. These are things in Shaul's character, which is... It's, it's, uh... Now, I want to, what I really want to explore is how his insecurities and his lack of concern for the word of God are going to translate into denial of the loss of his kingship, which comes up later in the story with David, when he goes crazy and he becomes paranoid about losing his kingship, and he doesn't believe, like... Because he doesn't think he actually did anything wrong. He doesn't think God could possibly care so much about him taking some spoils from war. It's like, why does God care? I took some spoils from war. So what? Okay, I'll say sorry. But why is he saying sorry? To Shemuel. That's actually the Barbanel's opinion. He's perusha on this whole thing is that he's only apologizing to Shimuel. And he doesn't actually think he's did anything wrong with God. That's a Barbanel. So if he doesn't think that he did actually anything wrong, and he's losing his kingship as a result of something he doesn't think was wrong, so now he's going to go into denial that he thinks he should even lose it in the first place. I don't deserve to lose my kingship. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. <clears throat> Who's David? Why should David get the kingship? Mm-hmm. I'm the king, right? Oh, so, so, um, so Shaul says, I did, I listened to the voice of God. I kept, I kept Agag and I destroyed Amalek. And the people, they took of the spoils, the first of the spoils, and to, to bring that as offerings to God. Okay, so I kept the word of God. The people, if there was somebody who didn't keep the word of God, it was the people. You think God wants korbanot and offerings more than listening to His voice? What, you think He wants your offerings? He wants you to listen to Him. He doesn't want your offerings. Listening is better than a good offering. 
and listening to the voice of God, obeying the word of God is better than the fats of the rams. So don't think that the korbanot are what God's after. Yeah, you're going to violate God's word in order to bring a korban. You think that makes any sense? God just listen to his voice. That's what he really wants. For rebelliousness is like the sin of sorcery. Meri is like the khatat kesem. And hafsar and speaking too much and defending yourself when you shouldn't. Hafsar is like the marbedivarim, is to speak too much. Is like doing sinfulness and idolatry. That's what you're engaging in. What you're doing right now. Yeah, what you're doing right now. Ya'an ma'asa et Because you... You made disgusting the word of God and you rejected the word of God. God is rejecting you from being king. Okay, so we'll see, we'll see Shaul's response to this tomorrow on Pasuk Kaftal. Amen. Amen. Amen.